Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm David Greenstein, and we are studying Tractate Asechet Eruvin, Daf Pei Aleph, page 81. The Gemara on this page discusses the question of what kind of foodstuff is to be used for making uh, an Eruv. And the mission itself, quoted on the previous page, says that anything is usable. But the opinion of Rabbi Yehoshua is that only a loaf of bread can be used, and that loaf needs to be a complete loaf. It can't be a partial loaf. It can't be uh, missing any pieces. It can't be broken off. The Gemara discusses how stringent we are about that kind of requirement, and then it discusses other types of questions. What kind of loaf uh, of bread are we talking about? What can the loaf of bread be made of? At the bottom of page of side one, there's a new Mishnah, and that Mishnah discusses the question of including all the various members of a neighborhood in the Eruv, and how they are included. What if the person does not know that the Eruv is being collected? Can, Can they be included without their knowledge? And Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah says, that when it comes to an Eruv Chatzirot, mixing everyone together to com- combine into one courtyard uh, domain, then of course we do, because this kind of Eruv is a zechut, it is a benefit. And we have a principle, Zachin Adam Shelo Befanav. We are ready to grant someone a material benefit, even if they are not present to instruct us to act on his behalf, we will act on his behalf anyway. The Gemara that follows that Mishnah talks about the question of the money that is exchanged to try to express interest in joining the community that is making the Eruv and uh, distinctions that should be made based on context and relationship between the people giving uh, the money. Finally, the Gemara discusses the question about whether Rabbi Yehuda here is to be accepted as the definitive opinion. Is he arguing with anyone? Is he simply explaining the opinions of others? If we look beyond our Talmudic discussion, we end up finding out that Rabbi Meir is quoted in the Tosefta, a parallel volume of Tanaitic teachings corresponding at the same to the same time as the Mishnah, but uh, including material that is not in the Mishnah. Rabbi Meir there specifically says that he does not agree with Rabbi Yehuda, and that you cannot assume that a person will agree that making an Eruv on his behalf uh, is to his benefit. In the Palestinian Talmud, the Gemara asks, 
how can we uh, understand Rabbi Meir? Isn't it clear that making an Eruv is a benefit for a person? And the Talmud there, and uh, in a slightly different version in the Tosefta, the explanation is that indeed Rabbi Meir agrees to the basic principle that one can always act on a person's benefit when the person is not there, but only if we're sure that it's a benefit. And Rabbi Meir says, making a community Eruv is not obviously a benefit. How so? Well, we know that in previous page, the Gemara entertained the possibility of a person, a husband uh, and wife, uh, where the husband has vociferously and explicitly said that he doesn't want to be part of the Eruv. The uh, commentator, Rabbeinu Nisim, he says, even though he's causing himself harm, he's denying himself the benefit of the Eruv, that's within his rights. And if he wants to have an attitude of, and this is his quote, uh, let me die with the Philistines. In other words, I want to bring down the whole house. I don't care if I am not going to benefit. I don't care if I'm hurting myself. This is a quote from Samson, of course. Then he has a right to distance himself from the Eruv. But that's in a case where a person has explicitly said that he doesn't want to benefit. Can we otherwise, without any information that that person gives us, at least assume that in general people consider the Eruv a benefit? And we would naturally think that that is the case. It certainly gives people permission to uh, engage in more activities on Shabbat. It loosens restrictions. So isn't that clearly a benefit? And Rabbi Meir makes an interesting point. He says the point of an Eruv, of course, is to combine the community into one household. Every community thinks that the claim that they make on the members of their community is a legitimate claim and is a claim that in the end benefits every member of the community. But Rabbi Meir says we have to recognize that some people may want their own privacy. Some people may not like the idea that they are opening up themselves to the uh, connection that an Eruv represents. They don't want somebody to feel that they can stop by and bring over a piece of cake and have a cup of tea with them. They want to preserve their own private space. This is an interesting issue within our uh, own communities, within our own cultural context. The uh, Tosfot Yom Tov, a classic commentator on the Mishnah, adds that an Eruv may increase social activity when another person would like it if Shabbat, with its restrictions, would cause everybody to just quiet down and be a lot more limited in their activities. The whole neighborhood would become more peaceful. People would not be running back and forth, and that would give this particular person some peace of mind. So the challenge is to recognize that an Eruv in general seems to be a tremendous benefit for everyone. And yet, we might conceive of some people who, because of their own personal, individual reasons, would like to opt out. And says Rabbi Meir, therefore, you cannot, without knowing who you're dealing with, you cannot make any assumptions on their behalf. The concept that the Eruv 
is a an act of community bonding is fundamental to the position mentioned on the other side of the page on side a of 81 the position of rabbi hoshua he forbids the use of any bread to base an eruv upon if the bread is broken why is that the talmud says that the reason is mishum eva because of his concern not to cause any ill feeling among people. How would that happen? Well, if I contribute a slice of bread and the other person contributes a slice of bread, but then one person comes in with a full loaf and makes a bigger contribution than anyone else, that might cause resentment, either on the part of the people who are jealous of the person who has the bigger loaf to donate, or on the part of the person who has donated the big loaf, who then says, how come I gave so much and these people gave so little and yet they have the exact benefit that I have? So, as we know in many kinds of fundraising campaigns and uh, in other kinds of social situations, the social competition, the comparisons that people make between what this person is giving and what I'm giving can sometimes be a source of ugliness and contention. So Rabbi Yoshua wanted to avoid that and make it a rule that everyone has to give a full loaf in contributing to the Eruv. It's interesting that the codifiers, the commentators and the codifiers of the Halakha seem to adopt his view. And the question that they address is, why should we adopt his view if it's a stringent view? And we also have a rule that halacha kamekel be'eruvin, that the halacha follows the person who is less stringent when it comes to any laws of eruv. So if the Talmud and then the codifiers seem to find this view compelling, we need to ask ourselves, why did they adopt this stringent view despite our principle that we go easy when it comes to an eruv? And I think that the reason is that we have a fundamental understanding of the purpose of Eruv, as enunciated in the Rushalmi, in the Palestinian Talmud. Am Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi said, Why do we make an Eruv in courtyards? In order to increase ways of peace, to increase the good relationships that people should have with each other. We'll come back to his statement, I hope, uh, when we discuss the next page of Talmud. But right here, what this means is that it's not a question of being stringent or a question of being permissive. The Eruv needs to function in order to create peace. And if it can't function that way, then it's defeating its purpose. So Rabbi Yeshua says, if making an Eruv with small pieces of bread is going to increase contentiousness rather than peace, we can't do that. This page of Talmud has struggled with the question of how do you create connections between people when people have conflicting ideas about what they need and what they want. What constitutes Shabbat peace for you may not constitute Shabbat peace for me. My connection to the community may be a very personal one that doesn't quite fit the community's own concept of a proper connection. 
These are the tensions that animate this page of time. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.